0: The way that sugar affects each person is different. So we're kind of like little snowflakes. Hello everyone, welcome to mind blowing health and wellness at Violet. I'm Violet, I'm a psychologist. The reason that I make these videos is to help people to understand that your mental health and physical health come together to create that overall sense of well-being. If you like these kind of videos, please consider subscribing. When people ask me, why did I begin the ketogenic lifestyle? I'm actually quite happy to say that it was because I had a hip problem because although I was 70 pounds overweight, my weight wasn't stopping me from doing anything in life that I wanted to do. So I, I even remember that just before starting to have the pain in my hip, I went horseback riding for the first time ever. So again, like the, the pain wasn't impeding my life. I, I did all my sports, longboarding, snowboarding, uh, rollerblading, ice skating uh skiing uh, triking you name it like i i love doing sports i honestly believe that if i only have the weight issue i would still be overweight now the thing is is that the hip issue not only stopped me from doing my sports it was actually starting to impede my work world because i'm in a job where i need to sit for 50-ish minutes with a person and yet i was only able to make it about 40 before i was in excruciating pain And as good as I think I am at having a poker face, it was starting to show. This inflammation issue really did catalyze my desire to make change in my life. Whenever a person eats sugar, there's going to be the common reaction of the body that most people will live, most, not all, but most. And then there will be the specific actions of the body that your particular body is going to do that's different from maybe maybe like 5% of the world will do it this way, another 5% will do it that way. I'm not sure what the percentages are, not a doctor. I'm just pointing out that there seems to be a lot of variability in how our body reacts to the sugar. So here's what I'm trying to point out. For me, weight gain wasn't the first obvious, which is interesting because I think one of the things that I've always allowed myself to believe since learning about keto was that weight gain would be the obvious first thing. Interestingly enough though, when I go back and look at myself through history, I was at a regular weight. The truth is I gained my weight after my daughter's birth, but throughout my growing up years, I was at a normal weight. So my knee issue though, began when I was 22. So interestingly enough for Violet, the first sign of any insulin situation was actually the knees today, looking back, I can clearly recognize that the knee issue that I had disappeared when I changed my food and it had been there from 22 onward. Of course, my activities had never gone away. So the assumption being, okay, why is this important? Well, if my first sign of any issue metabolically was sore knees, is it possible that sometimes these other things that people, some people have skin issues some people have back issues i did have the back issues but later of course you have the people who gain weight of course you have the people who have kind of brain foggy can't seem to remember is it possible that all these different issues that we kind of have along our way in life all coming back to the insulin resistance if we're all different and our body is going to show us the problem in a different way it becomes really important for us to understand what we're looking for this idea that we're all a special snowflake, but yet we're all made of snow. If I gave you the example, if someone jumped off a roof, they would fall and they would break, let's say they break their leg. But if another person jumped off the roof exactly the same way, from exactly the same height, and they landed on their legs the exact same way, it doesn't mean the fracture will be in the same place because we're all a special snowflake, right? The fracture is going to be slightly different for each of us. And I think we need to understand that when we're looking at the way that we all consume carbohydrates, and yet we all have slightly different timing of when the problems begin, slightly different expressions of the problems that we're showing. I mean, they do kind of go within the same vein, but they're slightly different. And I feel like part of the reason that we are so slow on understanding that carbohydrates are actually the problem is because we are not noticing that, that knee issue that Violet had. But interestingly enough, my cousin also had knee issues and we're coming from the same style of food that my other cousin had a weight issue. And, oh yeah, that's true. My other cousin also had a weight issue and my brother had a weight issue, and right? And we're not paying enough attention to all the different people who had different issues at different points in time. Now, can I say that my, my cousin had her knee surgery and that's all that. And my brother joined a football team and that's all that. And right, like, but like it came back later, right? Because my cousin's knee issue came back and my brother, right? And what what is this telling us? We can intervene on short-term by doing things not related to food, but actually if the problem is coming from food, the solution needs to come from food. What's interesting to me is, Does it mean that because I was showing inflammation issues that my body had reached its maximum for what it could accept? Not necessarily, because I didn't get a diabetes or a heart problem. What I find interesting though is that that's our criteria. We don't actually consider ourselves to have reached the limit of what our body can do until we need medication. Would life work different if we thought differently about this? What happens if we decide that we've reached the limit of what our body can do when we start to feel uncomfortable. So that discomfort becomes the threshold, not life-threatening becoming the the threshold. Do you think that if we had that mindset when my knees started hurting me, I might've been searching for a solution sooner? Maybe, maybe I still would have contributed it to all the sports I was doing. I do know for sure that when my hip issue happened, I hadn't changed any sports. I hadn't increased any sports. And as a matter of fact, I was in a little bit of a break when it started. Between, between seasons. I feel like that was what caught me off guard and allowed me to say this is something different. Had that happened in the middle of ski season, I probably would have just thought I hurt myself. It's tricky because the things that we're looking for aren't obvious, at least not to a lay person, not to a not a non-doctor, and even some doctors don't see these patterns as related to what we're eating, okay? Does that make it more difficult? And I, I think the answer to that is yes. Because we're all special snowflakes, our ability to pay attention to how our body feels different based on what we're eating absolutely matters. The only way that that can actually work though is that we know to check. The only way that can actually work is that we become uncomfortable. The only way that that actually works is that there's something happening that's bothering us on some level and we're trying to solve it. Because we're not aware that food plays such a huge role in how we feel. We are not paying attention to how eating less carbohydrates on one day results in what kind of feeling versus eating more carbohydrates on another day results in what kind of feeling. Because we're not making any comparisons and because we're not making any personalized verifications, we just continue to eat 2 to 350 grams of carbs per day, which is, you know, if you think about that in pounds, that's like half a pound-ish per day that we're eating of carbohydrates. So of sugar? I don't know that we put it in perspective. Like would you really sit down and eat half a pound of sugar ever? But yet we do it in other foods. So we do it through eating chips, we do it through eating cookies. We do but like if someone were to give you half a pound of sugar and say, Eat that, you'd tell them that they're crazy. We need to be more conscious of the fact that it's in our food. And our body treats table sugar and the sugar from rice the same way. And this is why our weight continues to rise year after year after year we are getting heavier and heavier and heavier because of the way that we're eating but you know like again i don't want to get bogged down on the weight in this video because that's not really the point of this video it's the other things it's the it's the diabetes it's the heart disease it's the the um, the neurons that are not firing properly and working properly and causing you to have pain or causing you to have brain fog it's the alzheimer's um it's it's the skin conditions right the skin tags that you have and also the rashes and the all the the psoriasis and there's so many things that our body can do to get the sugar out of our blood but then getting the sugar out of our blood in that way causes problems right because you have gout you have like it puts it putting sugar in places where it shouldn't be to get out of the blood because in the blood it would be toxic so we end up with all these situations that we're not necessarily linking back to our food, but we should be. If we don't accept that each of us, so each special snowflake is gonna show their sugar problem a different way, then we also miss the point where that the sugar problem is the actual problem. And we end up with doctors that are trying to treat one small part of the problem, not realizing, so they're treating the outcome rather than going to the source and say, oh, if you stop this, this problem won't be there. So for example, what would happen if you went to your doctor and said, I have like, you know, these yellow stains on my fingers and I, I really want to solve that. And so your dermatologist gives you something for the stains on your fingers. And then you go to your dentist and say, like I have these stains on my teeth, this yellowing, and so your dentist gives you something to help clean the stains off your teeth. And you go to another doctor and say, I haven't been breathing properly and like so the doctor is only focused on helping you to breathe, brother. If these three professionals don't put it together that, hmm, that sounds like you have an issue with smoking. They're going to give you treatments for each of these things rather than focusing on helping you to quit smoking. Because quitting smoking is the thing that would solve all three problems. The same issue is happening with sugar. We're focusing on the diabetes. We're focusing on the heart disease. We're focusing on the skin condition. We're focusing on, like, all these inflammation. We're focusing on all these things that are the result of of you need to cut down your sugar understanding that sugar is at the center of not only your weight issue but the other metabolic things that are happening is going to be the thing for you to, to help you to understand why am i feeling the way that I, so why am i physically feeling the way i'm feeling why do i have the conditions that i have whether it's inflammation and joint soreness or whether it's excess weight whether it's the beginning of diabetes or heart disease or high blood pressure or when i back up and i start to understand that oh all of these things link back to sugar taking the sugar out of the equation at the minimum helps you to know okay now it's not the sugar is there any other reason so for most people taking the sugar out of the equation means that okay great we solved it and for the few people that it doesn't solve it for then you need to start look at what else is happening here again making sure that you took all the sugars out the fruit the rice that all the sugars out before you decide Sugar isn't the culprit. Thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. For all the people who are new, welcome and please consider subscribing. My wellness warriors, I'm always happy to see you back. I want everyone to know that I do have a Patreon account, Patreon forward slash Violet Rivera. You can go there if you would like to contribute to the production of some videos. And I also want you to know that I have created an Amazon link system where you can go down to the description, grab an Amazon link that corresponds to your country put it on your desktop, and whenever you're doing your Amazon shopping, a small commission from your purchases would go to the production of videos. This is another way for you to contribute if you still desire. I really do love making these videos for you guys. I look forward to talking to you every week, and I will be back next week. Have a great day.